Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast, episode number 80 for Wednesday, September 7th, 2016. Greetings, folks, and welcome. To Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. Out in Las Gatas, California, it's Paul Kent. How are you, Mr. Kent? I'm good, man. Although, you know how we kind of imply every once in a while that, that old guy issues happen to old guys? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've become aware of this through means that I may or may not divulge. That's right. Well, there you go. So, throughout my back Sunday morning after a big gig Saturday, threw it out. Some miracle of karma allowed me to perform Sunday afternoon, but I paid for it Sunday night and I've been pretty much flat on my back ever since then. So, um, and then I have four gigs coming up starting tomorrow night. So (laughs) it's a little bit better today than it was yesterday and it's trending in the right direction, but you get reminded of your mortality in, in, uh, oh, such brutal ways. Do you do any, uh, any yoga or anything like that? Well, you know, like probably many people Right after something bad happens, you oh. do it, but you don't stick with it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my guy Springsteen, who just did four, four hour concerts, th- three, four hour concerts in a week. And that's him singing for, for four hours. And yeah. he's what, 67. So you got to stay in shape, baby, if you want to, if you want to play rock and roll. So it's y- true. You know, yeah, you can, it, it, it's been proven by many Springsteen, certainly, uh, you know, chief among them that you can rock well into what would have been previously considered old age, yeah. but, uh, but you, you cannot do it if you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, no. you know, look at, look at like Jagger, right? I mean, it's awesome. Seven, what is 72 now? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, Still and, and McCartney, too. but you yep. know, you know, those guys do yoga even when they're feeling good. Right. I mean, they must. They then and they eat right and they totally like do all the right things. Well, you know, the deal is this. I, and I think about the show we had where we talked about, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to play music and you're going to ask for money, there's a lot more responsibility than playing the notes. It, it goes down to being well rehearsed. It goes down to how you dress and it goes down to, you know, are you a whole person that you're putting on stage? And, you know, this is a, a brutal reminder that I have to take it a lot more seriously and be vigilant and keep my, you know, as much as we play and as hard as we play, I am remiss by not uh, listening to my own advice. So here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, and this is the end of the season for you in terms of your busy season with with the House Rockers. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. If it's going to happen, this is not a surprising time for that. But uh, but yeah, there's there's prep to be done over the winter, and it's not just learning new songs and booking the gigs. That's right. No, I mean it's it's all part of being a professional, yeah. even being a semi professional. You know, it's like right. right. If you're going to take money for this, if the, if the exchange of commerce is going to happen, you know, what does a pro do? They take care of business, and part of taking care of business is keeping keeping the vessel in good shape, keeping the product fresh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I had some interesting things I wanted to talk to you about. But I have to ask you while we're on the health subject, because every year you have done your Lascatus Music in the Park, the big end thing. And every year you tell me, and the only part that sucked was I wore my voice out and I couldn't sing at the show. So I'm wondering, 
How did that go yeah. on Saturday night? All right. Well, I appreciate you asking that. It's a funny answer, actually. <laughs> so so I don't come, know the I'm, answer. I'm, not, I'm, I'm truly asking I, this. I know. I know. Um, I came to the conclusion it must be some kind of local allergy to something going on in the park because as I've yeah. shared – you know, in the past, we've done it. We, it, I, I didn't know that it was an allergy in the past. I, I figured because what we would do is we start about noon. We do a big barbecue and have friends join us and friends and family join us. And, and I thought I was just kind of like petering myself out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just, there was something blocking my resonance and, you know, and I, I thought that might've been it, but a, a little more investigation. And, and I think it's more an allergy to something in this park. And in all cases, the next day, I was totally fine. In all of the, oh, you know, we've done four of them, right? And the next day, I would go. We would play somewhere else, and I would not have this problem. So That's I think it was a localized problem. So the here's a funny thing. Stupid. I'm stupid, Dave. <laughs> I was so paranoid about this happening again. I canceled the barbecue. Oh. And and then I started going down the path of all right. If it's an allergy, I'm going to show up right before downbeat. And uh, and I'm going to do yeah, some limit, allergy prevention your things. Exposure, sure, yeah, right. So yeah. I, I I neti potted. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I took some additional. I afferned. I took I took too much stuff, I and actually I was say, a little, you a little whacked out. Yeah, yeah, I was a little <laughs> whacked out because I was so paranoid about it, and so I was like battling other ends of the anatomy problems there. <laughs> to be frank, to our dear listeners here, you know, over vigilance isn't a good thing either. So, you know, I think I think what did I do? I I took a flight. Uh, I have a respiratory doctor, and, and he'd given me some extra um, prednisone, so actually some heavy stuff. Oh my god! So it's a prednisone some Afrin, uh, some neti potting, which is, you know, inane, but, but, uh, effective. Yeah. And I think I'd just taken too much stuff. So and I was a little I bit mean, of a you, physical wreck. You went on stage more hopped up than Keith Richards in his heyday. <laughs> it sounds like here, <laughs> just, yeah. just completely the other end of the spectrum in terms of it, what the general populace would consider healthy choices. Yeah. I was so paranoid that I, that this big thing that I'm so excited to do, you know, that I was going to have this problem again. And I didn't have the problem. My throat, you know, was nice and open and, and my passageways were clear. So that was good. I don't know which thing actually all passageways were open and that's not necessarily (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, maybe hopefully they'll book you back again for it next year. And I know the booking guy. So, right. That's I know. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so we haven't had the perfect health gig for that, but it was great. You know, we had, it was a lot of people, people loved it. And I don't know if you saw any of the pictures, Yeah, I did. but you know, it was, it was a full park and the vibe was great. And the community, community aspects were great, but it did bring to mind a couple of things I wanted to share about this. This isn't necessarily park dance specific, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain where my head was. So I wanted the park dance to be special and to do a couple things. So we planned three or four things. We did um, a show called uh, a song called I Love This Town by Bon Jovi, yep. which is uh, a kind of a fun tune, kind of a country feel with a little bit of a, of a, a rock uh, breakdown to it. Uh, and all the volunteers got to come up on stage and, and dance to that tune. And that was really a nice moment. Um we uh, took this this uh, encore song we've been doing, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, and we brought Mary Ellen, who we've had on the show, you know, really Actually, amazing Actually, we haven't voice. had her on the show. We've talked about her a lot, but I'd love to have her on the show. 
we've talked about we've talked about ain't no oh yeah we haven't had her on the show right anyway and she wants to come and give give uh, the chick perspective which i think is something we need to have but anyway uh, as a surprise she came out for the encore and she just crushed it and did what she did because you know ain't no mountain is a duet and and it was sung as a duet and it really went over great and was a kind of a great cherry so that was cool um, we added um, a couple of interesting songs. We added Pick Up the Pieces because our sax players are so darn good. And uh, and so we added that as kind of a new song. That's a fun one to play. I like playing Definitely. that one. Yeah. And, and we also added um, um, Lowrider, which not a train wreck, but um, uh, was a risk. Now, now, let me tell you about all these changes that I'm talking about now. We haven't rehearsed and since May and, you know, our basic sets are good, but I've been telling the guys I want to have one rehearsal and I want to add a bunch of stuff special for this big show. And so we did those, those things. We did Lowrider. We did, I love this town, which actually we'd had a while, but we haven't played in a couple of years. Um, I pick up the pieces, which we'd had, we haven't played in a couple of years. And then um, one more. And it was the one more that I want to talk a little bit about and then tie it into kind of like a broader message for band leaders. So, I wanted to do something funny. I liked, I like demonstrating that we don't take ourselves too darn seriously. We take, yeah. we take playing seriously. You take the and music seriously, just not yourself. Right. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so what would be an interesting song for this, this band of 10 guys to, to pull out that would be totally unexpected, put a smile on people's face, communicate, you know, the, you know, these guys are just having fun up there. So I picked macho man. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious because I heard I heard mumbling rumblings of this when I was playing with you guys the previous weekend and, and was sworn to secrecy, but, sworn to secrecy. So but, I picked but, Macho so, Man, but I didn't get to hear it. So I'm curious about this. Yeah. So we actually had one vocal rehearsal a couple of weeks prior. And then this was the first time the full band saw it. Um, the guy who did the chart for it, distributed the charts of the horns. And we came in and we worked it. And um, as we worked it, there's a couple things. Um after five or six iterations, the groove was kind of there and the tempo was kind of there vocally. You know, we were, we were making some additional accommodations about singing it with an actual band underneath it. The the song technically was not ready. Some of the guys in my band said musically it was pretty good vocally. You know, it's not really capturing the essence of it. And, you know, some guys were uncomfortable with the kitsch of it. Some guys were fine with it. Some guys were like, Paul, it's your call. You know, there was there was a there was a vibe, oh, different I fe- vibe I felt across that. the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that was obvious as because I heard each of you not. Ev- and I didn't hear all 10 of you talk about it, but but I heard enough of the 10 of you talk about it to hear that it was the 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 uh, feeling about this was all over the spectrum. That's right. The feeling about this was all over the spectrum. And and this is this is my leader message is like I was like, all right, guys, I've given you six weeks to know this is coming. Um, you know, do the prep work and, you know, let's do it. And nobody said, I'm not doing it, right. which, you know, they probably wouldn't do, but, um, but, you know, some people were like, you know, we really need the kitsch factor. Let's, let's have something funny happen. So, you know, there was an idea about whether we should call our local health club and see if any of the bodybuilders wanted to come out while we were doing this. And, <laughs> and I actually went a little different way. I got four guys who are like well-known characters in the, in the community and they came out and did a little bit of flexing and, and, uh, and, it, and it was kind of cute. So, all in all, the song came off to the band as a B minus at best. Yeah, B minus, I'd say. Sure. I'd say most people were laughing at the guys who came out. And so much of the audience probably was transfixed with that. But, but the message is this. As a leader, 
um, I, I did something I hadn't done in a long time. I assumed because I said, make it happen that it would happen to the expectations and, and happy and, and, and be brief, joyfully brought to the stage. And, you know, my guys are great, but buy-in is a very, very real thing. So one guy was like, I would be embarrassed playing this. And I was like, oh, come on, it's just for fun. Some guys were like, you call it, I'll play it. You know, some guys, it, some guys were better in rehearsal than they were uh, on stage. They like, we left it and it was like 75% done and everybody agreed to go kind of polish their part sure. of it. Yeah. And, uh, and that didn't happen entirely. So like I said, it ended up being a B minus, you know, musicians might notice the audience probably thought it was funny and, and uh, you know, we got a couple of points for being cool, but well, what I wanted to talk about was, give me a second. Yeah. What I want to talk about was the vibes that, that your band emanates your band as an organic entity. There's different things that you're without collusion or anything as sinister yeah. as that yeah, yeah. a band. And so, so th this is what comes to my mind. So first thing is leader, leader mistake, just saying, do it right. You know, you may get the satisfaction if it gets done, um, but you also run the risk. And, you know, for a band that had worked so hard to be well rehearsed, I got to own. I got to own an over op, overly optimistic view of how this could come together. Not a terribly hard song to do a little bit of nuance nuance and it has to be done. Right. But but, it, you know, I should have I should have jumped down off of my horse and uh, been a little bit more. Uh, sold the value of it a little bit more and got more buy-in, you know, emotional buy-in, you know, uh, intellectual buy-in. Sure. But, but I'll, I'll talk about this. So, so on stage during this gig, there's a couple things that, that uh, I well, think all go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is one of those things, right? Where it, you, you have to decide where that line is for your band. And if it's, and, and, and if it's, a band where there is a true leader that makes all the decisions, then, then it's that leader's decision. Otherwise it's, you know, the decision of the band or the deciding members or whoever it is. But even if but, the leader makes a decision, there's buy-in and there's buy-in, well, right? It, I'll well, do it. No, but, but the decision is how prepared are you willing to go on stage with any given uh, number or, or act. I don't even want to say song because there are little kitschy things that you can do like, like your horn players with their, with their moves and stuff, right? At what point is that ready to go on stage? And, mm -hmm. and, and the same thing is true about this. And you have to decide where is that bar for my band? And, and is there, is it okay to put something on stage that falls below that bar in the right context and and I feel like if it's one of those things where the audience is in on the joke, the whole audience or enough of them are in on the joke, then you can get away with it because it's like, oh, right. We have this band that normally hits this bar. And of course, they're not thinking about it this way, but this is sort of the, the you know, the, the 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 visceral feel is, all right, we've got this band that's awesome. And look, they're doing this funny thing, obviously not up to par with their normal stuff, nor is it expected to be right. And it, yeah. it's the same thing with with like chafed, right? Somebody walks in, you know, we play somebody requests a song that we've never played before, but we all sort of know we play it. And I always worry like it's great for everybody that's already in the room that knows how that that what the genesis of us getting to the middle of that song was right I always worry about the guy that walks in the door in the middle of that song and says, this band is awful, right? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, there's that, but you have to decide 
either yes, I'm just going to embrace that and that's how it is, or no, we're not going to do that because we are going to worry about that guy that walked in, despite the fact that 99% of the people in there are actually in on the joke. And you have to, you have to decide that. And then, of course, you have to make sure you communicate that to your audience in a, you know, in a venue appropriate way. So those, those are remarkably good points. And I would say this. I, I still think that the idea of what I wanted to do is a sound one sure. and could have, could have been executed better. However, everybody's ability to get comfortable with something as a leader, you have to sell your ideas. You, you, you really do. Yeah. And, and what I fell prey to was I'm the leader, do it. It'll be great. And you have to kind of check yourself about that. And so that, that is the lesson of this one, you know, a very well rehearsed band. I thought the band, I'll give you an example. Uptown funk. Uh, everyone was excited to, to play that song. Uh, the first time we played that in rehearsal, it was gold. Got it. It almost didn't need a second time in rehearsal. Sure. Everyone was so excited. Everyone was so bought into it that it was a good song. They did it. I think there were different levels of, um, examination on this. My bad for not being more realistic about it or selling my idea. And, and, you know, the, the other thing you can do is just say, look, guys, Trust me, I book the band. This is good for us. Right. Buy into it. And then if someone doesn't buy into it, like if one or two guys don't buy into it, then it's a conversation about, you know, sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone yeah. and just, you know, trust me on this. And, yeah. and that's another a leader tech tactic that I think is valuable. But so that said, I was thinking about. Again, from a leader perspective, and you have you have some leader perspective and some sideman perspective. So you know, but I think we're going to meet we're going to meet on this one. It is your band is an organic entity, and without collusion, without you know, without intent, a band emanates certain feels. And so I just wanted to talk about a couple of those. Here's the first one, which I think everybody has experienced that feeling when you're not seeing people get up and dance when you think they're going to dance if you're a dance band, and there's that. It's going to be one of those type of dead night type of feelings. And, and uh, this shoots through whether it's a three piece band, five piece band, 10 piece band. It, it, it becomes a, a very palpable vibe on stage. You agree? Have you experienced this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. And then the next one, I think, is, is this concept of buy in. You know, it's like, uh, why did we even try this song? It's not ready. It's not right. You know, why are we doing this? And there's you you sense it in a, a lack of attack in the playing. Yep. You sense it in a lack of purpose in the playing. Um, and and also just like, like, yeah, I mean, the body language, just in terms of people being on stage, you can tell, like, look, not looking at the crowd, being reserved or or, you know, or the or worse, sort of laughing it off and and not playing much and that whole thing. Yeah, it can be a it can be a problem if you've got someone on stage that's not bought in at the same level as the rest of the band. I mean, again, if you've got the whole band sort of joking through a song and that's what you intend to do, well, then that's one thing. But if you've got, you know, nine guys or even four guys working hard to make it happen as best it can. And one guy that's saying, oh, no, 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 that that one guy becomes the that's the weak link in the chain right there. Well, absolutely. So that would be the third one is when there's when there's one guy who um, you know he's capable of doing something, but he hasn't done the work to right. get to get his game to that. And there's like you know kind of a a, a resigned group sigh 
like, uh, you know, could have been so much more than what it is. Right. 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 Yep. So your band, just my message is your band is an organic entity and collectively it creates these vibes. Uh, Maybe for another time is like, what do you do when these vibes start to to happen? But um, this was, again, we had a, we had a decent night on, on Sunday. Sure. But I was, I was aware of all three of those. Well, actually not the first one. People were dancing for the first note, but certainly, you know, the leader has led us down a place where, you know, I'm not fully on board with this and B, you know, there's when a clam happens, there are lots of kinds of clams, right? There's, there's like in sports, there's mental errors and physical errors, right? Usually you can forgive a physical error. Sure. Right. Um, Just keep, you know, as long as the guy has a work attitude to keep working at it, mental errors are frustrating because they're, they don't have, that's concentration. And I think that's a lot more in your, in your control. And so um, I I think I've said my band is pretty hard on itself and on each other, uh, mostly about mental errors, because I think everybody agrees, you know, if there's a part that is tough, keep working it and, you know, or come up and say, it's not going to happen. It's just not a mental error for getting a break, for getting a stop, for getting a key, for getting a word, you know, everybody is, is, is accountable for these things at one point in time, but it's the mental errors that you want to try and try and shut down. So, yeah. And I guess I'd sum this whole conversation up as this. Uh, Saturday night was a big gig for me, and I got really amped, you know, to play a big gig. It was a big crowd, um, you know, great vibe, lots of friends, lots of family. And I was, I was, uh, then, you know, I made the rookie mistake of not taking care of myself, and I was pretty amped up. And in the kind of coming down from that process, um, there was a lot of joy to be had, a lot of great moments to be had. But it's, it was one of those things where, as a leader, I got so tied up in wanting every nuance to be done. I have picked myself apart, yep. um, you know, and, you know, trying to learn the lessons. Like, when do you stretch? When do you not stretch? Who do you stretch with? Who do you, you know, as a leader, who do you know is probably going to make a mental mistake? And, and how do you prepare to lead the band through, a, you know, someone else's mental mistakes type of thing? So yep. I'll say this. It was great fun. It was a good gig. We made a lot of people happy. And, um, you know, I am resigned. And I'll sum it up with this. Like, you know, because you just spent a weekend with me, right? Yeah. Um, I'm too busy. And I think a little bit of my music stuff is starting to suffer. And I'm not like, you know, there are guys out there listening, girls, women out there listening. You know, they're working 40 hours, 50 hours a week and, you know, raising families and music is their respite type of stuff. I don't even have that. But I'm doing so many things now that I feel like I'm taking my mind off the ball. Um, and, uh, yeah. So yeah. focus and cut down the mental errors. You go. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, I, I know exactly what you mean about over committing. I came home from and, and having it mess with your head. Right. Cause I had, I had your stuff to prep for and I wanted to put in the work for that. And, you know, I was excited about it. And, uh, and then I've got these two theater gigs sort of sitting on top of each other right now. Um, and I didn't and I told you about one of them. What one is uh, just a one week run in October, the beginning of October for um, uh, at the University of New Hampshire for a musical called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. I haven't even gotten the book on that one yet. We'll have a rehearsal at the end of September and then we'll have tech week and and we'll run the show and it'll be fine. And that's sort of a I mean, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's it's predictable. And then there's the show I'm doing with Billy Butler called Bitter Pill. And we had our first rehearsal last night. This show doesn't start until the middle of October. So this is weird for me. It's not weird for actors to have rehearsals starting now. 
but it's weird for me as a musician. And so I got home from, from, you know, your thing and saw this schedule. It was like, we have three music rehearsals next week, i.e. this week. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this is too much. I, I bit off more than I can chew. So I got myself totally freaked out. And, uh, and then we had our first rehearsal last night and getting into it. I feel a whole lot more, uh, there's a lot to do because it's not a show that's written, but I feel more comfortable. This is, this is more like, it's not a, it's not a typical theater show in, in that there's a story or anything. It's 20, it's a trunk show. So there's 24 songs that, that Billy has done that these two other guys have now conceived into a loosely connected series of, of songs, right? 12 in the first act, 12 in the, in the second or 13 in the second, something like that. And, uh, and there might be characters in between them and that, that are the same, but it's really just about the songs. And so theater rehearsal last night was almost like, you know, the first night of a band rehearsal. Everybody is encouraged to, to participate and contribute and, and share ideas. Then normally in theater, that's not how it goes. The director has a vision and, you know, you just need to power through and get that vision onto the stage because otherwise it gets too crazy. But this is, this is meant to be, not so much an improvisation, but but um, but improvisation within a a form, and uh, and now I understand why there need to be more rehearsals than uh, than than normally I would expect because we need to learn these songs together, and it's the kind of thing where like last night in the, in the first song we were playing, somebody said, "God, a kazoo would sound great here." It was like, "All right," so we dug around, we found a kazoo, and she started playing it in this one spot, and it was like, "Oh yeah, that's perfect, great, awesome." And another part, I said. Uh, we should have a muted trumpet solo here. And, and one of the guys is like, I play trumpet. I'm like, awesome. Bring your trumpet tomorrow. You know? <laughs> so, um, it, it's very cool, but, uh, but it's going to be a lot of work and it's almost, it, it, it is even still a little overwhelming, but, but not quite as overwhelming as it was before. I, I, I think I'll be able to wrap my head around it. Yeah. All right. We'll look forward to hearing how you get through it. Yeah. 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 I'll know a whole lot more next week once we get through these next couple of, couple of rehearsals. So. Good luck. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. I don't, we don't have a whole lot more time. In fact, we're over our time for today, trying to squeeze this in with uh, various work and health and all the other things that we had going on. But uh, feedback at giggabpodcast.com, folks, is uh, is where you can email us or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash giggabpodcast. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you have a uh, good weekend at Gigs, Paul. You too, man. Thanks, man. 